Well, it's wonderful to be with you. Um, I, we had the uh, tremendous pleasure of being on the youth service in, on Friday, um, and this place was transformed into like a kind of cafe sort of thing, and it was, it was great. It was good to be here. Um, it's brilliant to be able to spend more time with Heather and Mark again, so, and they've just been wonderful in, in being so hospitable to, hospitable to us. And so, um, but for those of you, I think most of you know me, for those of you who don't know, I live in Wales. You don't have to, you don't have to feel sorry for me. It's all right. we, we, um, I first um, set off uh, to Wales 2002, um, sent from this church, church that I grew up in. Uh, for those that may even remember, I used to sit there a lot in that corner um, with a set of drums around me, so there was some distance. Uh, and uh, and it, was, you know, it was an amazing time being there. They were amazing to me in my teenage years, up and down, doing different things. Um, so it's just, when I set off 2002, that in 2017 I'd be standing up here um, being able to give a word to you. So it's just been an amazing journey, um, step by step, of um, trusting in God's um, faithfulness and being able to reach out to young people. That's the majority of the work that I do. And then in 2014, we started to um, reach out, especially in the UK, into the educational sector where we have started to... Um, God's been opening a door for us to run a school... <laughs> Would you imagine? Yep, yep. Someone that loves school. Uh, Lord, hello. <laughs> but uh, now we see um, young people come to us three days a week and we're running uh, programs to um, reach out to broken young lives um, that have been through some crazy stuff um, where they're in places where there is not really a loving environment, it's not, a, it's not a great place, but we're getting to walk through life with them for a whole year. So uh, it's been an amazing opportunity, and some of you saw our team, we had Ebby here and Ish, they've just joined the team recently, we're praying, and thank you so much for your prayers, without which um, I know personally, um, just carried on your prayers of being in a ministry that is reaching out in this time, in this place to... Um, quite in the last 10 years or 15 years that I've been doing youth work, is not getting any brighter. But praise God for the hope that we've just been singing about today, that we have a kingdom that is advancing because of what God's done. And I just want to share with you this before we get into um, this amazing passage that was quite remarkable because me and there was a guy called Josh who uh, spoke on Friday. It was quite remarkable. I didn't realise what he was going to talk on. He didn't realise what I was going to talk on. And he um, spoke on um, uh, Kings 18, 1 Kings 18 on Friday. And we hadn't a clue. And I'm sitting there going, oh, we're speaking, I'm speaking. God's given me to speak on 1 Kings 19 today. So that was, hey, you know, we didn't realise that. So, um, and I just want to kind of set the scene of where I'm coming from on this. Because when, uh, I think it was Lee um, asked me what we were going to speak on today... There was an impression on me that we were going to speak and we were going to plunge into prayer. And uh, prayer is, is such an adventure. I remember um, going back 16 years ago, I lived in Templedean Avenue. And my dad worked, um, was doing some stuff with the youth club here. And they were going to Wales. 
and I was a student at the London College of Music in, in um, acting, and um, I wasn't seeing 10 o'clock in the morning unless I had a lecture. I wasn't getting up. And um, my dad said, we're going to Wales today. And I said, why would you want to do that? <laughs> and in me, there was a little voice that said, you need to go. I'd been a Christian about three months. And I prayed this prayer. I said, Lord, if you want me to go, get me up. <laughs> and that's what I said. There was a, and there was the response. And I just want to frame what's prayer. Well, it's a response. The initiative, first of all, comes from God. Because actually prayer is a response not to our will, but it's a response to the kingdom. And when I kind of prayed that prayer, um, I didn't know that at five o'clock in the morning I was up because they were leaving really early. I was, I think I must have been about 19, 20 years of age. And that started a massive journey for me. I didn't have to get up. But I knew in the, in the morning, I, I was up, I, I came downstairs and my dad went, oh, Steve! <laughs> and, I, and all I did it's, it's simple, isn't it? It's interesting. Is that all I did really was obey. I just stepped into a car. Little did I know that I was going to move to Wales two years later. And God's always ushering. I know there's a lot of people that have been walking with the Lord a long time. But there's always this kind of wrestle, don't know about you, where I go, I've had enough, Lord. <laughs> no. No. Why? I've been trying to do this. This way. And God's going, listen. And I just want to, 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 to just kind of frame this, is that um, the Lord says this. Jesus said this before we get into Elijah. He says, come to me, all you who are weary. I don't know whether that strikes you. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, then I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And it's interesting that the kingdom of God, it's such a dynamic force, but it's in the position of rest. Isn't that weird? When we talk about missional, the church is getting more missional and more missional as in this country as it goes on. Because there's more that you're going to get statistics thrown at you, especially as a youth worker. I get statistics thrown at me all the time that the biggest cause now of death for 16 or I think it's 14 to 25, do you know what it is? It's suicide. That mental health is on the rise. That loneliness is one of the biggest causes of people in that age group. Loneliness. Can you imagine? We're connected, 2 billion people connected to Facebook, yet of a, a mandate in Facebook. So I have nothing against Facebook, by the way. But a mandate from Facebook is to connect the world, yet there's more loneliness in this society than ever before. Isn't that weird? And what we see with Elijah here is that Elijah has come to a place where he's come from one of the pinnacle things in his ministry, (laughs) 
where fire comes down and it licks up the altar. He's, if you read it, it's quite hilarious, isn't he? What, he's telling the, the guys from Baal, we say, what, is your, is your God out to lunch or something? What, is he on the toilet? Come on. He's gone from that to a place where suddenly it's burst. It's not at a distance anymore. It's suddenly someone's turning around and says, I want your life. And suddenly he bolts. And then this prayer rises up, and he says, in Kings 19, this prayer is a shout. It may not be a prayer in the way that we say it, but this, this cry comes out, and he says in verse, I think it is, um, let me just start. I think in verse 4, um, he sat down uh, under, under, under this tree, and he prayed that he might die. And he says these words, I've had enough. I've had enough. And the Lord, he says, take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. And then he lay down under the bush and he fell asleep. And my, my really, my message this morning isn't really complicated. But it, it is that place where as we get into prayer, he kind of wants us to get to a place where we actually really kind of let it all out to him and say, Lord, this is how I'm feeling. This is what's going on. Because this is the place where God doesn't turn around and go, what? Look what I've got you to do. Look what you've done. How can you be like this? I've just come down like a you know, um, fire from heaven. I've licked up the sacrifice for you. How can you be like this? He doesn't do that at all. His perspective goes... I don't know about you, when it goes pear-shaped, I know what I do. My perspective goes. I say to my wife all the time, it's so funny doing you folk. I get home and I act like the kids that I've just been with. <laughs> I'm like having my own tantrum. <laughs> going, whoa, this is not good. And my wife's like, perspective, you know. It's funny, isn't it? Is that we, we, we think, oh, actually, I've got to have it all together. And it's not true. Is that Jesus coming back to it is always saying to us, actually, come to me or you who are burdened with, and I will give you rest. Is that this is all about a call and response. I'm a drummer, and I love call and response. Um, that's something that I really like doing. If I, it's going back to the caveman days, isn't it, of someone with a drum going, doo, 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 and someone in the distance going, doo, 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 doo. you know. It's just like call and response, isn't it? And this is what it is with God. It's just saying, actually, look, actually, it's my breath that's going to feel It's my word that you're going to walk out on. It's this feeling of the same word for breath in Hebrew is the same word for spirit. It's this, it's the, he's going to do a new thing in this place. There's a new call going out. And what all um, the Lord is saying, you know, in this kind of restoring of um, uh, um, Elijah here, is that he's saying, look, breathe me in. Breathe me in. Take my word in. Come to me. Just to give you a little story on perspective. When I was 18, I love, I love being by the sea. It's one of the, the perks of being where we are. We live, we live very close to the sea. And I remember when I was 18, I went to Florida. And I went um, to this beach in Fort Lauderdale in Florida. And I swam out. And I was swimming out and I was swimming out. And those of you that have swam in the sea... Before. Do, you, do you go to the sea here in Staines? 
you get something? Um, those of you, as you know, when you swim out, okay, there's obviously these big waves, and I was swimming, 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 swimming all the way out. And as I got out, I thought, oh, I'm getting a bit far out. And there were quite big waves on this beach. So I thought to myself, I'll tell you, I better swim back in. Well, as I turned around to swim back in, if you've ever tried to swim back with the waves, especially if they're big, is that as you swim back in, the waves come up and they just dunk you under. So as I was swimming back in, I, was, I just kept getting dunked under by these waves. Well, I was looking up and I thought, I'm not getting any closer to the shore. So I, so I started to think, I've got, to, I've got to put more effort in it. So I started putting more effort in. Like this, like this. And I could just feel like, as the wave was coming, it was, it was drawing me back again. So I'm like, like this. And then the wave comes in, and I'm going like this. And I'm popping back up, and I'm looking at the shore, and it's still quite far away. So I'm trying even more, and I'm coming back in. To the point where I thought, Do you know, I'm not going to make it. I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to go. So in my mind, you know when you panic? I'm, I'm starting to panic. My, my heart's going. I'm thinking, this is it. I'm going down. So, so I had to just let go. I just stopped swimming. And as I stopped swimming, my legs hit the floor and I stood up. <laughs> and I was up to my waist. So then it was gone from fear to complete shame and complete embarrassment when I was looking around going, did anybody see this guy? He goes, ah! <laughs> like this. And he's in a foot of water. And it's, it's funny, isn't it, that perspective is like that. It's not that God is going, how dare you feel like that. Was he saying to me, Steve, how could you be so stupid? You know? He was on my side. He was with me. He's going, just let go. Just let go. It's okay. And it's almost like that, that the things around us, it's not belittling that there is political kind of, you know, we've got an election going on. It's not to to kind of white claim and go stupid, where we go, these things are not real. Of course they're real. But what we're talking about here, when we're talking about Elijah being restored, is where he's placing his feet is on God's rock. Where is he placing his vision? Where is his motive coming from? Because there was his calling card. As soon as it got to a place where it got personal, Elijah broke. He said, I can't do it. I've had enough. And he wasn't turning around going, how dare you? He was saying, I know you've had enough. You can't do this on your own. You've got to do it by breathing me in, by coming close to me. And what we see in this passage is that gently, suddenly an angel comes and he restores him. Then you see um, again that he comes and restores um, Elijah goes, says, this journey's too much for you. And then as we know, if we've read this passage before, it's not in the big things Let's go to this conference, which is not a bad thing. We've just been to the big church day out. It's fab. But it's not going on spiritual highs that will get us through. It's getting to that place where we hear for ourselves what God is speaking to us. Personally, as a church, as a nation, and putting our, using that analogy, putting our feet, which is where God said he was going to build his church, is on his rock. And that rock is Christ himself. And that's where the church rests. Not not in a rest that he doesn't do anything. If you look in the creation story, God's speaking all the time. God is speaking, believe me. He spoke, and when he spoke, things happened. He spoke the world into being. He He said, let there be light, and there was light. He said to Abraham, leave your country and go off 
and, and suddenly he, he's built, he built a nation. He said to Noah, build a boat. He said to Samuel, do you remember Samuel, the boy? He spoke and, and he kept going to Eli. Do you remember that? And he's speaking. God speaks. And he's speaking today. He's speaking today. And he's breathing his spirit and his life into his church. And he's saying, that's my rock. That's where you get restored. And that's the place that we move out. And what I'm trying to say there is, although God rested on the seventh day, he is still moving into those places of his restoring and his kingdom is advancing. And it's all coming from that place of it's done. It's finished on Calvary. So right at the end, just to kind of land with this, I've just got a couple of more things to say on this, if I can remember. Is that, let's not forget that what came out of this was a confession. Sometimes it's hard, isn't it? It was a confession of, I've had enough. It was a confession of, this is where I'm at, Lord. And that confession is powerful because out of that, the Lord said, go back the way you came. Or he said, what are you doing here? In um, in verse 13, um, right at the end of verse 13, it said, the voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? And he replied, I've been very zealous for the Lord, God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your coming. It's all all like the perspective is gone a little bit here. He's going to restore perspective in a minute, God is. Torn down your altars. Um, and put your prophets to death by the sword. I am the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. The Lord said to him, go back the way you came. Go to the desert of Damascus um, when you get there, and anoint Hazel king over Aram. And suddenly here, you get this newness that's coming in. The baton's beginning to change. It's like a relay race here. It's like you're watching a relay race. I love watching the Olympics. And it's always like, for us Brits, when it comes to the relay race, we're all on tender hooks. Are they going to drop the baton? <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's not about getting around. It's whether they can actually get around with the baton, isn't it? And it's always there. We're all like, oh, no, here we go. So, and this is what's happened here. This is a picture of the baton getting changed. Our success is for the next generation to get released on. And here... This is the mandate. He's gone back. He's heard God. And he's saying, go back the way you came and pass the baton. And now Elijah is going to pass the baton to Elisha. And he's coming in. And he's racing down. And he's coming to change the baton over. I'm looking at you guys. We're changing the baton. And this is the picture here. Suddenly he's not alone. Perspective is getting back to actually, uh, uh, uh. This church, the church in this nation is not dead. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Amen. It is on the move. We've seen 340 um, mainly young people in Swansea turn to the Lord over the last four weeks. Um, this is ha- happening in some of them. There are loads of things that are really good. It's not about numbers, but we're seeing people that are really hungry. There's a lot of things happening in this nation and the world. Uh, China is one of the biggest churches in the world. We're seeing amazing moves. We're seeing people, when I went to Turkey last year, we're seeing people, because of the migration that's happening, guess what? They're coming in contact with Christians, and they're coming to know Jesus. There's one level of what's happened in this world through the BBC, and there is another through the kingdom of God. 
isn't it? And it's not, again, it's not to belittle what is happening in the nations, but it's getting a perspective. And that perspective, I believe, is through a prayers of faith that are listening and moving out of rest in his name. One more thing just to, to just sum up this picture of moving out in God's purposes. This is an amazing picture. I think I, um, it's been touching me a lot and really speaking to me a lot. I think I shared it when um, this crew came up to Wales. Uh, but it's worth the same sort of thing happening um, in this place um, where um, Jesus is restoring perspective. He's restoring perspective. On the evening, the first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jewish leaders, guess what? Jesus came and stood among them. And what did he say? Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed him his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed. Who would be overjoyed over someone's hands? And, and their side being pierced, if it wasn't that the King of Kings has just paid for all our sin and all our shame and is the victor over death. It's the only response. Amazing response, isn't it? I, mean, I don't think there's one picture that when you come in and say, look at my hands, and there's, there's nail marks in there and there's side, that it would be a picture of joy. But here it is, the picture of rest, the picture of the church, of going, the King of Kings is here. He's done it, and he reigns, and he reigns. Jesus said to him, peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, and this is what I'm ending with, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them, and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. And if they're not forgiven them, and, and if you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. So just to close, I just, I'm going to pray in a minute and just say, are we having our perspective changed to what God is saying in our midst? Are we allowing God to breathe his life and his love and his peace into our heart? Will you join me in a prayer? Should we pray? And just pray. Heavenly Father, I just want to pray that the words that I've spoken today um, from you would breathe Lord, we'd, we'd come into that place of confession that we, we can't do this alone. We come into that place of saying, we want to stop trying to do it in our strength. Lord, if our perspective in different things that we are going into needs your, to see things through your eyes, Lord, I pray today that we'd come into that place of hearing your words of peace be with you and to gaze upon the victory that's in you and to walk out on your life-giving word. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen.